So to prepare ourselves for Metroid Dread, we played every 2D Metroid leading up to Metroid Dread. We started with Metroid Zero Mission for Game Boy Advance. Yeah, we decided to do the remake instead of the original Metroid for NES. Yeah, it seemed like the remake would be just a little bit more accessible because I know you had some past experience with the original Metroid. Yes, in fact, that was the only Metroid game I had played at that point is I had played at the first Metroid game for NES. It was way too hard for me. I got lost like immediately. Uh, it starts you out with like no health and man, it is really tough. So Zero Mission was much more accessible for me and I'm, I'm sure it was for you as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we were, were we even born when the first Metroid came out? I don't think we were. I don't remember when it came out. I think it was late 80s. Late 80s? No, I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Yeah, 86. So we were negative five when the original Metroid came out. Yeah. This was a game well before our time. Yes. It's a really difficult game. So Zero Mission is not that way. Zero Mission still keeps the essence and the story and I think a lot of the same like uh, map layout and a lot of the same objectives and maybe even the same order of power-ups and stuff like that. I'm not exactly sure but it is very accessible. It is fun. They don't start you out with no health. Man, Zero Mission was a great game. <laughs> yeah, and I know there are a lot of things that they added as well, like specifically the epilogue uh, that brings in the whole Zero Suit Samus thing. You know, so if you played Smash, you're familiar with that. Yeah, I'm sure people who played the original game got to the end, or what they thought was the end of Zero Mission, and then there's a whole other section, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. And it's a cool section, too. Yeah, it's great. It's probably one of the most memorable sections of the game. Yeah, uh, for me, it's the most memorable, for sure. At first, I wasn't crazy about it, because you get stripped of you know all your power-ups and stuff, yeah. but uh, when I think back about my time with Zero Mission, that's pretty much what I think about. Me too, same here. So after that, we moved on to Samus Returns, which is a remake of Metroid 2, which was originally for the Game Boy. Samus Returns, however, was on the 3DS. Yeah, Samus Returns uh, was a great, great game. Uh, I did spend several hours with the original Metroid 2 this year going through the whole retro handheld rabbit hole. I, I did pick that game up and um, I got about halfway through. I don't remember how many Metroids you have to kill, but I killed about half of them. Then I got busy with regular life for like two days couldn't play the game, came back to it, and because of all those black backgrounds and everything looking the same, I had no idea where I was. From what I've seen, man, it looks very difficult to know where you're at. Everything looks the same, but Samus Returns really helps. I think, again, just like Zero Mission, Samus Returns retains a lot of the same flow of the game, same number of Metroids that you need to kill, uh, maybe even a lot of similar map layouts, but they change the backgrounds, give you some clues as to where you're at, they added a map. Did yeah. you say that? <laughs> yeah. No, I did not. There's no map in the original Metroid 2, which probably increased my uh, chances of getting lost exponentially. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I couldn't imagine playing that game without a map. They also added some power-ups. I think some very cool power-ups. Mm -hmm. They brought in the whole melee counter mechanic. Was it power-ups or was it just the melee? Uh, I don't really recall any power-ups that I didn't think would have been in the original Metroid 2, but I mean, the sensor, as I said- I was thinking of the sensor. Oh yeah. That probably wasn't in the original, but I, I'm gonna just double down and say, nope, that was new. Okay. 
But Samus Returns is a phenomenal game. We talked about this game in our top 21 games of 2021, mm-hmm. and we ranked it fairly high, and we encouraged people, and I still encourage people, if you have a 3DS and you haven't played Samus Returns, you really need to pick that one up because it's one of the best games on 3DS. Yeah, and I really do think that if you were going to play one game in preparation for Dread, that's the game to play. Absolutely. So after that, we played Super Metroid. So we really went kind of back here and played the most vintage game out of the four. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, maybe it was just because it was kind of an older game. This is going to make people mad. But to me, this game didn't hold up as well as the other games out of the four. Yeah, it was it was both of our least favorite of our Metroid boot camp experience. And I know that's going to make people mad and I and I see why it's held in such high regard. I see why it's a classic, but I have no nostalgia for this game. And as I was playing through it, you know, we both played it on the um, on the Switch online for Super Nintendo. I was just really thankful for save states and just did the best I could. It was a really fun game, so I don't want to make it seem like we don't we didn't enjoy it because we did enjoy it a lot i rated it fairly high i want to say i gave it probably a seven or an eight out of ten which i think is a good it's a good game but at the same time it is a little bit dated now and i do think that it would benefit from a remake like the first two games got oh yeah that would be sick if they gave mercury steam the green light to just remake super metroid for switch i just take my money i'll pre-order that crap I know a lot of people would argue that Super Metroid doesn't need a remake, that it's great the way it is, and is available on Switch Online. Mm -hmm. And it's worth playing. I can tell you from experience that it's much more accessible than the original Metroid, but I just think that a remake of Super Metroid would be awesome. Oh yeah, if Super Metroid controlled like Dread, I would be in heaven. Oh yeah, that'd be great. So after that, we moved uh, back over to Game Boy Advance Land, and we played Metroid Fusion. This one I really loved because it was more linear than the rest and therefore it was easier to follow. It was a faster game to get through. It was faster paced. Mm -hmm. For all those reasons, to me, it was just the most fun. You know, the maps were the least confusing. Definitely the least confusing. Maybe some people don't like that linearity. Obviously, wandering around till you figure out where to go in general is characteristic of Metroidvanias. And I think a lot of people were mad that Fusion kind of bucked that. Mm -hmm. But for all the reasons you said, I agree. I mean, and I also think it had a little bit of a more of a focus on the actual narrative, which Metroid games are a little light on narrative. So I enjoyed that. You know, the conversations with the computer throughout that were taking you through the ever evolving situation in the space station. I enjoyed it. Yeah, the narrative was great. Now that you mention it, now that I'm thinking about it, I realize that that's what I like maybe even the most about fusion was the story because the story made you really feel like it was important that you continue to play the game like time was weighing on you and you really needed to finish everything quickly and and introduce some really cool characters the x parasite in general the introduction of the x parasite was is huge for the general overarching story of the five metroid games so yeah that was huge and i think the sax directly inspired the Emmys in Dread, but call me crazy. Yeah, it's obvious that Dread took a lot of influence from Fusion, and it needs to, it being a sequel to that game. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and I agree. I don't think Dread would be the same game if it wasn't for Fusion, introducing a lot of kind of lore mm-hmm. and a lot of story elements that Dread was able to take and kind of take to the next level. Yeah, so I mean, moving on to Dread, what I really appreciated about it 
was that it was a direct sequel to Fusion. They didn't try to follow what seems to be a little bit of a trend in games right now and you know, reboot the franchise or anything like that. They made a sequel to Fusion. Which is strange because it's been so long since Fusion came out. So I think mm -hmm. a lot of people had forgotten what happened in Fusion. And I know I would have been. Maybe, well, there was a recap. There was, And it was a pretty good recap, I will say. Yeah. I mean, that's where you get the most of your story in every Metroid game is the text at the beginning. But it is kind of a uh, gutsy move to say, hey, we're going to make a sequel to a game that came out 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I know that Dread had been one of those titles that had kind of floated around in the ether for a while. And fans of the franchise weren't really sure it would ever get made. So just the name Dread being applied to Metroid 5, I know was a huge deal, but... I really did appreciate how they just continued the story of the X-Parasite and wrapped up the story of the Metroid Saga. I'll tell you, I was so glad that I went back and played all the games leading up to Dread because when I got to Dread, I felt like I built it up and I had come to this big moment. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, the game really delivered on that moment for me. Oh, it delivered and then some for me. I mean, I'm not sure that I have ever hyped a game as much as Dread, because we put so much time into playing all those other games to get ready for it. I had watched all the trailers. I mean, I talked to you like every other day about how good the movement looked and how excited I was, and it delivered on everything. In fact, you enjoyed it so much that when it came to the end of the year and it was time to vote on Game of the Year, your Game of the Year was Metroid Dread. Oh, and it still is. To me, it was absolutely my favorite game that came out. It's a game that I'm gonna revisit. It's not too long, which I appreciate. And I noticed in our old video about our 21 games of 2021, I mentioned how it's it's short and easy to get a playthrough in. And I thought that was a weird way to phrase that because obviously Dread is not easy, but it really just didn't take me that long. I didn't get super lost. And I think that's probably because I was so familiar with how the Metroid formula works by the time I got to Dread, mm -hmm. I never got lost. I just went through the game, had a great time. Some of the bosses were hard, especially the last one. But, I mean, 10 out of 10. I, get, I gave it a 10. Speaking of difficulty, to me, Dread was the hardest of the five. I think it was just because the combat was ramped up. You know, mm -hmm. the enemies seemed more difficult. You really... Well, part of any Metroid game, a boss fight, is learning the boss. You kind of have to do it over and over and learn their moves, you know, how to counter their moves... Mm -hmm. And it's really like learning a choreography. To me, that it's super satisfying, but it is very difficult. But I will say, once you get it, man, it feels really great. You really feel like you're doing this elaborate dance with the boss. If you nail every one of your cues that come up, man, it just feels so good. It does. And they did a great job with the ending boss uh, animations in Dread that made Samus really, how do I put this PG? That really made Samus look powerful. Yes. <laughs> Related to difficulty, you said that you didn't get lost in Dread. Now, I got lost a couple times. Yeah. I have to say, there were, there were a time or two where I wasn't exactly sure what to do next, which is pretty par for the course for a Metroid game. Yeah, and that happened to me as well. I mean, there were definitely times when I wasn't sure exactly where to go next, but I never, uh, when I say I never got lost, I mean, I never spent any sort of large amount of time wandering around just completely clueless and frustrated. Nor did I, but it wasn't like Fusion where... I don't think I ever had those moments. At least if I did, they were so small that I don't remember them. Yeah, well, Fusion, if I remember right, didn't it? It really was giving you objectives. You know, yeah, you were just going you, objective to objective. Yeah, it gave you even like objective markers of like, here's where you need to go next. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is very un-Metroid. Yeah, but 
it's one of those quality of life things that I really appreciate. Because I don't play, you know, these are the first kind of Metroidvania games that I'd played. So for me, that's kind of just something that really helps. It helps me enjoy the game more. Mm -hmm. But moving back to Dread, I do have one problem with Dread. And that is the save states or the save rooms. One thing that happened to me two times while I was playing the game is that I would play a big chunk of the game and then I would just forget to save. And then when, when I died, I got set back. And that was very frustrating. Now, one could argue, and I might even argue that that's my fault, but I'm kind of of the mindset that modern games need to have automatic save states. They need to have auto saves. Yeah, so I, I seem to recall a prior conversation <laughs> that we had about this, where I think your wife thought we were gonna punch each other or something. She, she seemed to think we were getting heated. I didn't necessarily think so. Yeah, I would make that argument that that's your fault, but I see where you're coming from. And, you know, all the modern games that I can think of that I've played do have save states. I'm playing an indie game right now that has save states. So I get it. When I was younger, I played Fallout, which would frequently corrupt my save file. So I would like rotate between three different save files constantly. And I think that gave me some sort of uh, hang up. And now I'm very, very, very aware of uh, saving my game all the time, even when I don't have to. And so that wasn't an issue for me in Drip, but I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, and I think when I was younger, I was way more conscious of, I need to save, I need to save, I need to save. But now the modern gamer is a little more coddled. And I'm sorry, but I'm used to the game auto-saving. It's something that every modern game does. So to have a, a new release that doesn't do that it just introduced some frustration that I think didn't have to be there. They introduced the thing where it's automatically saves before you go into bosses, but mm -hmm. it's like a soft save. Yeah, because if you turn your game off, that's gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not like a hard save. So my thought is if they're introducing at least some degree of that, why not just go ahead and put it all the way in? Mm -hmm. What they could do, if people wanted to go back to their previous, they could have a list of saves. So if you wanted to go back, you could pick an earlier save. Lots of games do that. They auto-save, but then they allow you to go back and select out of a list of yeah. all the saves. True. That would have been nice. Just an idea. You know, I'm curious what you guys think. You know, let us know down in the comments how you think Randy played four Metroid games and still didn't know how to use a save room. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that out if you want to. No, that's pretty funny. So I want to talk a little bit about the story of Dread because I've, I've heard some people online say uh, that it doesn't have one or Metroid in general doesn't have one. And I just want to start by saying, I see where you're coming from. But I think Dread did a great job of pulling in that lore from the past games and being that direct sequel to Fusion, bringing the story of the Metroid and the X Parasite back together. Um, and I really think it wrapped it up in a tight-ish but open enough bow so that we can keep going if we want to. What did, what did you think about the story? The story was not as impactful to me as Fusions was. Maybe mm. because it was just a... I would agree with that. Kind of a riff off of that. Maybe because it wasn't as novel the second time around. Maybe that's why I didn't think the story was as good. But like you have brought up, story isn't really what makes a Metroid game good. No, if you're playing Metroid for the story, I really do think you've been a little misguided. It's not about the story. It's about exploring. It's about... It's a vibe. It is a vibe, yeah. Metroid's yeah. a vibe. It is absolutely a vibe. 
it's about coming to something, realizing you're not going to be able to get through it, finding a power up that helps you get through it, overcoming obstacles and exploring new places. That's what a Metroid game is. And it's not about the story. But that being said, I thought the story for Dread was adequate. I thought it was good, but mm -hmm. not as good as Fusion. It didn't reach the heights that Fusion did, but it was still, I'd say, probably one of the better Metroid stories, maybe number two. Yeah, and I think it's probably the game that spent, you know, either the most or second most time and energy in the story as well. I don't really think the previous three prioritized story very highly, and I appreciated that with Dread and Fusion. So going back and playing the four Metroid games that led up to Dread was a big undertaking, but it was one that I really enjoyed because I gained an appreciation for a genre of game that I really hadn't played before. And I found out that, hey, I like these Metroidvania things and I'm gonna try some more in the future. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Um, I had tried to play a game called Axiom Verge a couple years ago. And I know it's a huge, you know, Metroidvania that pays homage to Metroid specifically. And I, didn't really get into it. I'd really like to go back and play it. I know they just dropped a sequel fairly recently as well. So I'd like to play those. I'd like to play Hollow Knight. Um, I'd definitely like to explore the genre more. I was very intimidated by Metroidvanias in general because the only experience I had had was playing the original Metroid for NES. And the game was so hard and so difficult to find your way around. That's what, in my mind, Metroidvanias were. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that I was able to reconfigure my thoughts about this genre. So guys, if you're still with us, let us know down in the comments what you thought about Dread, if you played it, or any of these other Metroid games. Um, did you also go through your own Metroid boot camp? We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, guys. We are at Game and Gig. And until next time, guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. And this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out. Peace out.